Hello, welcome back to the Parent Cafe podcast. My name is Allie. And I'm Sarah. And we are joined today by... Kristen. Hi, Kristen. So Kristen is here today to talk to us about meditation. Um, you are the owner of I Am Ohm. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be asking you lots of questions. Yes. And, That's good. Um, <laughs> we're super excited to learn more about meditation and like mommy self-care, things that moms can do in the limited time that they have. Um, so why don't you start by telling us about yourself I am Om, kind of your journey, so we can get to know you a little bit. That sounds good. Um, okay, so I was trying to think back today about when my journey began, and I always tell people that it started um, when my middle child was one. So when my middle child was one, I had two kids. I had two kids because she's the middle um and they were like they were like two years old and one years old you know like very chaotic two in diapers all that jazz um but what I found was um I didn't realize that I was depressed right I thought I had two young kids and so I just I put the blame on them let's just face it I said I'm a young mom I am not happy because, you know, I'm just busy all the time and my whole attention goes on these kids. Um, but what I realized was not only was I not happy, but I was not sad either. Hmm. I was not sad. I was not angry. I was nothing like life was gray. Um, I realized this when I had a couple of family members in my life and they were, you know, one was going through a brain tumor, one was going through another major surgery, and I had no feelings one way or the other. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> this isn't what right. Is yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor, um, told her how I was feeling. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm going to give you medication, but you need to go talk to somebody. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can definitely go on some antidepressants and I can definitely go talk to somebody. So that's what I did. I went to Alberta Health Services and I went and met with a psychologist. Um, I knew I wanted to do something a little bit more than that as well, because I didn't want to be the sole reliance to be on other people or to be on medication. Mm -hmm. So I um, reached out to my cousin. My cousin is a primordial, a Chopra trained primordial sound instructor, meditation teacher. Um, so I reached out to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, okay, so, go yeah, on. <laughs> my, so my cousin, Stacy Malcolm, she's a Chopra trained primordial sound meditation instructor. So I reached out to her and said, Hey, like, I want to start meditating. Like, can you lead me in the right direction? And so she led me to Deepak Chopra. So many of you probably have heard of Deepak before, or Deepak and Oprah. Quite often, they will put together a 21 day meditation experience and it's for free and it's awesome. Um, so that's basically what I did. They didn't really have the meditation experiences at that time. They had a few different apps. So I downloaded one of his apps and I set up a space in my 
little house to meditate. Now, we lived in a tiny house in Glenwood, and the only place that I could think of to set up a space where I wouldn't be disturbed by the kids or the husband and it wouldn't get destroyed was the basement bathroom. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did in this oh little God. basement bathroom behind the door. I, you know, I set out some candles and I had like some cushions that I sat on and that's what I did. I just every day made it a priority to go down there, even if it was only for 10 minutes to just kind of focus and meditate. So I started with a guided meditation. I don't know if you've done any of Deepak's meditations before. So um, his style is there's a little bit of an intro about kind of what this meditation is about. And then he'll introduce like a Sanskrit mantra. And then he kind of leaves you in silence with the mantra with some background music. And so you do that for a period of time, and then he kind of brings you back out of it. And so I, it really worked well for me. Um, some of the changes that I noticed you know, after the first few weeks was that my patience was um, better. So if the kids were being kids and (laughs) annoying me, I was able to respond rather than react. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things that I noticed was um, I'm an emotional eater or you eat out of boredom. Mm -hmm. I noticed that I wasn't going to the pantry as often either, just as a side note that's sweet yeah I am also Uh, um a boredom eater yeah I feel that yeah 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 if I keep myself busy then I'm not bored yeah yeah I forget to eat if I'm busy Mm -hmm. if I'm busy I forget Mm -hmm. to eat if I'm bored out of my mind I eat everything so it's like really there's no winning yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's no middle so yeah you're like what what can I get going on yeah yeah Yeah, so that's how that's how my meditation journey kind of started and so I would say it was probably March when I started meditating and then in December we found out we were pregnant with baby number three (laughs) so that was great what's that like three under three at that point um, it ended up being like three under four because oh. my son had my son had just turned four okay. um, a couple months before wow. the third baby was born. Yeah, busy. it was it's a lot. It was really busy, <laughs> and lot, yeah. like I moved to Edson fifteen years ago, and I moved here not knowing a soul. So, like a single twenty-five-year-old woman moving to Edson not knowing anybody. So I actually met my husband here. He's not from Edson either. He's actually from Nanaimo and we built our family here. So um, a very difficult to be in a, in a community where you don't have family to help you with all those little ones, right? Like you're doing it on your own. And then depending on your husband's schedule, sometimes you're really doing it Mm -hmm. on your own. And it can be very overwhelming. Um, So how this kind of meditation journey continues is life gets busy with three kids. And the third kid, she was just over a year old. And I realized that um, 
I gone off my medication when I was pregnant because I didn't want to be taking medication when I was pregnant. So I mm-hmm. went myself off with, you know, the doctor's help and everything like that. And then, so she was a year old and I found myself that I wasn't numb this time, but I was angry. I had a lot of anger and a lot of rage, like little things would just irritate me and, and tick me off. And I was yelling at my kids and I'm like, okay, like they're four, three and one, like, I can't, this is not cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went back to the doctor and I said, Hey, like, this is what's, this is what's happening. And again, it's depression has so many different looks so different to people. Yeah. Right. And just because, you know, the first time that I really understood that I was depressed, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. This time there was anger. Mm -hmm. And so I asked myself, like I went and I got some medication and I asked myself, what, what was I doing before that I'm not doing now? And I'm like, ah, meditation. Right. (laughs) Right? So I started again, I set up my my stuff and um, started meditating again in the bathroom and it didn't take that long and I was feeling I was feeling more like myself and was able to wean off the medication and and be able to you know have meditation as my tool that I utilize to help me with my emotions And so I think, and then I was at that point where I realized, hey, like meditation is like the bomb. Like I want everybody to know this. And so then that's when I looked into how I could become a meditation instructor. Mm -hmm. Meditation helped me, but it might not be your answer, but at least I can share that with you Mm -hmm. and you can you can be your own judge, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, I have a psychology background. I'm not saying that, because you're taking medication for anxiety or depression that there's something wrong with you because there's a real um there's a real important place for that tool as well yeah Mm -hmm. to help you through right to help you through on your journey Mm -hmm. and whatever that may be Mm -hmm. do you find like or did you find um after you had your third baby is when you just stopped meditating like just because your life got busy and changed again or was it like just like before it was kind of like a gradual thing right yeah. it's kind of like when you get into an exercise routine or <laughs> yeah. something like that and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise every yeah. single day and then you start this new program and then as soon as you make an excuse not to do it one day or you skip one day then that rolls into the next and the next and then you just aren't doing it anymore, right? Yes. Same thing with, say, cutting out sugar. (laughs) You're really, you're really feeling me right now. (laughs) I'm going to cut out sugar and everything's going to be great. And then Halloween goes around and you're like, oh, I'll just have, I'll just have one. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You're speaking to us. Yeah. Um, so th- yeah, that's a bit of my journey. And so then when I was looking into becoming a meditation instructor, of mm-hmm. course, you know, knowing my cousin and, and how she went and did her training with um, at the Chopra Center, which is down in California, 
um, looking into that. And it's quite the time commitment and the monetary commitment. And so having the kids as small as they were, like that was just not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at things closer to home. And then that's when I discovered lifestyle meditation in Edmonton. Their owner, Mandy Trapp, was a Chopra trained meditation instructor. And I really just through the website really kind of bonded with her and her style. And so that's when I took her meditation course in the city. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I think I took the course in like August or something. And I think January, I held my first like meditation 101 at the Red Brick. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you, did you find like when you first started to get into meditation, was it easy for you to like get into it? Like, were you connected with it kind of instantly or did it take a few like, I don't really like this, but I'm really going to try or because I find when I meditate my like head isn't in the right space ever. So I'm like kind of zoning out. I don't really. Yeah. And I think there's a, so there's a lot of misconceptions about meditation that way. We think that we should, you know, we're here, we're conscious, we have all our thoughts, then we go into meditation and we should be down here. And then there's just no Mm -hmm. thoughts, then the bell rings and out we go. Right. That's what we think. That's the, that's the misconception. How it really goes is, you know, you're here, you start meditating and you like, okay, I got dishes to do. I got laundry to do. Mm-hmm. And then the dog parks and you're <laughs> up here and then you're like, okay, thinking about the mantra, thinking about my breath and you start relaxing. And then, you know, it just, it goes, it's, it's not flat. The goal of meditation is not to have zero thoughts at all. Okay. Sometimes the goal of meditation is just to be a little bit more mindful, right? So you can be more mindful about how you're breathing or mm-hmm. something like that, or, or really kind of focus your thought onto one thing. So with mantra meditation, um, why I think I connect to it so much. So uh, mantra means mind tool. So that's what it is. A mantra is a mind tool. I particularly um, resonate with Sanskrit mantras because it's more about the vibration of the words than it is about the meaning, right? If you say like a mantra, like a affirmation, like Mm -hmm. I am peace, you know, then you'll repeat that I am peace. Am I really peaceful? Like, you know, you start thinking about the affirmation that you're seeing instead of just the mantra. So a really simple mantra is like, so hum. So you just repeat, so hum, so hum, so hum. And it just gives your mind like a single point to focus on. So you start thinking about the laundry, you start thinking about the dishes. And you're like, no. You just gently bring your mind back to you. So hum, so hum, so hum. Eventually what happens is there'll be a period in there where you weren't sleeping, but you weren't thinking about the mantra either. You're just like, oh, what mantra am I using? Yes. Oh yeah. So hum. Yes. And so that part where you weren't (laughs) thinking, that part where you weren't thinking about anything and you forgot the mantra. And you thought you were sleeping and you weren't sleeping, that's called the, that's the gap. 
That's the okay. The gap. Nice would be like spot. meditation. That, that's what like people think meditation that, is. Like that is the that's gap. That's what people think. Like that's the, the gap. People think that meditation needs to be this really long gap. But essentially, what the gap is, the gap is the space between your thoughts. So uh, the goal, the goal of meditation, isn't for the whole 20 minutes to be no thought right the goal of meditation is to slowly just increase how long the space between your thoughts are so I've done like one in-person like guided meditation before yeah um and it was like I think an hour and a half that it was scheduled for so I got there and it started right away we were all kind of like laying in the room there was like that quiet music and she was speaking but then I don't remember like probably more than half of the things that were said and I know I wasn't like sleeping like snoring because I was aware that I was doing this but like I didn't have any thoughts during like a time so the hour and a half went by probably in like 10 minutes mm. and I was just like then when she kind of brought us back I was like oh my God, where was I? Like what happened? But, and I liked it, but I can never get there on my own. Like, even if I'm listening to something like audio, I feel like the environment helped me mm. because on my own in my home, even if I'm somewhere quiet, I find I'm just like squirrel, squirrel, like, oh, my phone just went off. Oh, like, I don't know, the laundry just buzzed or something. So I'm just I, I can never get there on my own. Is that like, so I, the I environment think it, is huge. Environment is huge, right? And so if we think about, like if we want to get into the psychology of things, right? And mm -hmm. like Pavlov and his dogs or whatever, yep. if you set up the same routine over and over again, then it helps you to get into that space quicker. Mm -hmm. So whether that is you go into your, you have a certain space where you meditate and you have a, you know, kind of like the, a similar routine. It's the same reason we give kids a bedtime routine, right? Because they know, okay, bath time, jammies, warm milk, sleep, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Same idea for us. If we get into the routine that, okay, I'm going to, you know, light a candle, light some incense, turn off the light, meditate same idea mm. so we we kind of have to the more we condition ourselves the quicker it'll be for us to get into that state mm. when you not that not that you have to do it yeah. but that's one way to get there a little quicker when you say the word meditate what else like for just moms who maybe are even thinking like well I don't have time to like go and meditate because I, like I said, the thing I was a part of was like an hour and a half, but I know that mm -hmm. that's not necessarily what has to happen. So no. is there like forms of meditation that are just super, not like super quick where they're dismissive, but super quick in the sense that they're not like a scary thing to take a break and do like that. I can go do it in the shower. Yeah. Is like when I'm like, actually by myself. Yeah. Like what would you consider forms of meditation that are things you can just kind of do in the moment, no matter where you are, okay. if you're like feeling like in the shower. Yeah. So there's a few different things that you can do. So it depends if say you only have like 
two minutes and yeah. you need like a little bit of a break or where you could actually sit down for 10. Like mm-hmm. I, if you can sit down for 10, I don't think that's totally unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I think your husbands can take over parenting duties for 10 minutes. You just need to put, you think. just need to have this, you just need to have your headset on and crank it up. Yeah. And yeah, you know, if you hear them screaming, don't go running. They can handle it. Um, one thing that you can do is um, I've done this before where I've set like timers on my phone for every so many hours and and then with a link to like a quick YouTube video on like breathing, right? Mm-hmm. So for like two or three minutes, you just, in your calendar, it pops up, okay, it's 12 o'clock, time to do some breathing. You click on the link and you just sit there for two minutes and it might be, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four. And you literally might just do that for two minutes mm-hmm. just to try and help calm yourself a little bit right yeah I was having a really emotional morning and my friend actually texted me exactly that the Mm -hmm. breathe for four hold for four breathe out for four and I I was just like this is crazy we're gonna be talking about this (laughs) you knew (laughs) and it's so but it's so easy Mm -hmm. right and it's it's something we can all think about our breath like the breath is so important I you know when you do yoga as well Mm -hmm. right the breath is such a huge part of yoga and yoga is so much more expansive than just the movements right Mm -hmm. um same thing with with meditation for me like I I have not tried yoga I have not tried meditating because like the breathing part to me is, I don't know why it's overwhelming. Like I can't focus on my breath Mm. or if I do, I feel like I'm breathing wrong. (laughs) Like, am I breathing (laughs) right? Like, like, I don't know. And like, I can't like slow down. So like, I feel like Mm. I'm always like going. So maybe that like overwhelms me. I don't know like what it is. It always scares me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of interesting you bring that up that you say that you're always going so um I have a couple different programs and so I have an online program that I do and I just yesterday I just recorded a guided meditation and in this guided meditation I talk about are you able to be in that awkward silence in that awkward stillness and just be and just not feel like you need to do anything it's like getting a ride with a stranger right because you're going on a road trip and you're saving gas money and you feel like you need to hold a conversation with them for the whole time but it might be a six-hour road trip that's me are you when the conversation ends and there's this silence can you are you comfortable in that silence or do you feel like you need to break that silence yes I oh my I need to find you need to send me the link to that video because like, I totally relate to that. Like I'm like for certain people, I'm fine with like a comfortable silence. Like that's okay. But like, if I was with a stranger, I would totally talk the whole time <laughs> like yeah. until it's probably more awkward that I haven't stopped. Yep. Like even like I put music on because like it's silent and mm-hmm. I like am not used to that. Like I've always just like I have to put music on, I have to mm-hmm. put something on to like drown out the quiet. 
I, I think I agree because I'm okay. Like I'm a pretty awkward person, so I'm okay being awkward. Yeah. But I find that I'm also like a space filler and I want other people to feel not awkward. Yes. So I'm like, I'm okay being awkward, but I don't want Sarah to feel awkward. So I'm yeah. going to talk the whole time. Yeah. And then it like spirals into like, I've said too much. Now I've said things I shouldn't have said out loud. Now I'm very <laughs> awkward. Sarah's probably really awkward because I've like overshared. <laughs> but Sarah's a bad example because I overshare <laughs> with her every day. And then I do but, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> we like, both do. Yeah. I find like with strangers, I have done that where like I've just met someone randomly, they've struck up a conversation, and now they just know about my life. They know where I live. They know my social insurance number. They know everything about me. And I'm just like, why did I do that? Why couldn't I just stand there? awkwardly and like just be okay in like silence and I I wonder that often I don't know I I know it's like partly like I have so social anxiety so like I know that but yeah that that's where like I try to meditate I've sat in silence before like luckily we have such a nice view like I live west of town so on nice days I can see the mountains from like our windows so I have sat before and just like stared at them in silence and like not really thought too much while doing it, but I don't do that enough. I, and I know that like, I definitely, that's like something that probably happens twice a year if, if I'm thinking about it. And then I don't know, I think there's, and just so like my phone's a distraction, my mm. fiance's a distraction, everything's just a distraction for me. So and it is right. Um, our kids are a huge distraction too, and our yeah kids, yeah. husbands, um, significant others. And what's really interesting is um, if we want to get into the self care part, is when I had my studio in town, I would have like Sunday night meditations. Like I went into town every Sunday. Oftentimes I only had like one or two people come to meditate with me on Sundays um, because it's really easy to make excuses, mm -hmm. right? I would host something for the kids, like a kid's meditation mm -hmm. or mindfulness or story or a craft or mm -hmm. something like along those lines. Those classes were full. Mm -hmm because we're so willing to give to other people mm -hmm. that we're not willing to give to ourselves. Yeah. Right. That balance between like taking care of yourself and selfishness. We never, we don't blur it enough. No, not at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to try and find that balance. And if your husband tells you going grocery shopping is self-care, then like, <laughs> He needs to go grocery shopping. <laughs> right? But if you're like yes. addicted to grocery shopping though, oh. is that is that a like, self-care? Maybe. It depends <laughs> on the person. I feel like I grocery shop like every other day for things I don't need because I just yeah. don't like to buy food. Because I like to eat it. Uh, yes. Because yes. I'm bored and I want to eat it all. <laughs> I find lately like with COVID, like... Yeah. I'm working from home, I live at home, like going to the grocery store is like, oh, I'm going out for the day. Like, like that is my outing. So it is my self-care because I'm not allowed to bring my daughter. 
so she has to stay at home. Yeah. She can't come with me. So I'm just like, oh, got to go get the milk. Like, go. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I'm there for an hour. I'm like, I came for one thing and why am I still wandering? So I don't know. I think it is a, almost a form of self-care, especially these days, like when you can't get out of your house too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, it depends, right? It really okay. depends yeah. on, on the situation and it depends on the person. Like um, I'm in the same boat as you guys where I, I'm at home, I work from home, I work by myself. Um, there's no conversation, <laughs> right? It's just me, myself and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but in January, if I'm being honest, I really was in a dark place again. Like I was in my little cocoon in my little like hermit stage that I didn't even want to go to town to go grocery shopping because it's like what's the point Mm -hmm. I still can't see people I still can't have a conversation with anybody but yet uh my kids my kids need food right so (laughs) I think it, it it does it really depends so it depends what fills your cup like if a meaningful conversation with somebody really fills your cup then really you just need to pick up the phone and call Mm -hmm. somebody Mm -hmm. it doesn't need it doesn't need to be a zoom call you don't need to get you know dulled Mm -hmm. up it could just be a regular phone conversation (gasps) with your bestie right that's actually been, I think, the nice thing about COVID. Like, I hate to use those things in the same sentence. Nice thing about COVID. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, like, reconnecting with people. I find myself, like, phoning a lot more um, than I did before. Even just, like, reaching out randomly to ask friends, like, hey, how are you today? Like, that before it was like, oh, I'll see them on the weekend. It's not a big deal. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of finding that I'm reaching out a lot more. And that's been nice um December when it was kind of the height of everything them saying like you can't see your family at Christmas time and that was a really hard time and then everyone kind of depending on your family some people were made to like feel guilty about it too like for making that decision to not see people um so it just was kind of like not I don't want to say devastating but like coming out of like December into January was hard like it was the longest January I think I've ever had and it was like I was waiting for January to be done I was and it took me the entire year of COVID to start feeling that like that impact I guess that it's had Mm -hmm. on everyone in different ways and it like just crept up on me after all that and I was like man it really is affecting me not connecting with people and I can't focus like I couldn't I was just all over the place but I don't know I yeah. I, I do know like taking time to myself like I love self-care but meditation isn't something that I've been able to like I maybe I am doing it right and then I'm just being hard on myself <laughs> with like I think you know, so my head's like all over the place because I take like long baths where I'm just kind of laying there and all of a sudden the water's cold or like you know, mm-hmm. I go get my eyelashes done because I'm wearing a mask. So my eyelashes might as well look good. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but like, I, I try and like take that time for myself, but it's hard. It's really hard. And then you, you do feel guilty because it's just kind of mm-hmm. like, why should I get to take care of myself so much? Or what, how much should I take care of myself? Like where, how much time do I devote to myself? But 
I don't know. My mom always mm-hmm. tells me like, you're born alone, you die alone. So you really only have yourself. And she's always said that to me. And I'm just like, that's so depressing, but it's, it's not true. It's so true. Yeah. Like you are, this is the only person you have mm-hmm. really. Dark. Yeah, it, it is really. <laughs> I, was like, I had to take a moment no. of that. <laughs> Deep. No, going through, I'm going true. through something, guys. <laughs> it is true. So, okay, I'm I'm approaching forty this year mm-hmm. in a couple months, six weeks, maybe. Maybe that's happy it. birthday. I did, yeah, almost. Thanks. I, almost. Um, I didn't start having kids until I was thirty. So I had already had a university degree. I had a um, OH&S certificate. I had a really um, good career in oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And the um, the day before I found out I was pregnant, I was laid off. The company, my the company I was working for, they got bought out by another company. They decided to close the Edson office, and so a lot of huge changes happened at that point in time, along with finding out you're pregnant and then becoming a mother. Mm-hmm. And I find a lot of times when we are becoming mothers, we lose our identity and we don't know who we are anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we try to fill that void or that hole that we're having, mm-hmm. or we just try not feel anything at all, like I did in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try so many things. Um, and so many things outside of ourselves to, to fill that. And I would have to say that's how it was even um, through my younger years, right? Through being a teenager and being in high school, trying to fit in in this group or trying to fit in with this group. And then listening to the guidance counselor, you need to have a university degree, you need to have, you know, a good paying job. And then hearing from your parents, you need to have a good husband and you need to have kids. And once you have all these things, then you're going to be happy, right? We, we think that happiness is contingent on all these things outside of ourselves, but we don't realize that we can be happy right now, but the happiness has to come from within. And the only way we're going to get to know ourselves is by being still and be by, by being quiet. That's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it is hard. it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's especially uncomfortable when you have to be accountable to yourself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you can't you can't blame anybody else for for how you are right yeah no yeah. my then, kids always say, my that, kids they're so they're, yeah she made me angry uh no she did not make you angry that's how you're responding, but uh, you don't need to be angry at your little sister, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like after school one day, my kids come in earlier this week. Hunter ran away. Why did she run away? Well, I took her toque off of her head and I threw it in the ditch. <laughs> Why? Really? Really? <laughs> my son he just knows how to poke buttons and he just keeps doing it and doing it but yet if somebody does it to him yeah right it's the biggest deal but so same thing with us so we're trying to teach our kids how to 
regulate their own emotions we need to be accountable to ourselves and and figure that out for ourselves as well another so let's kind of just go down a little rabbit hole here okay so another we love those we love them another benefit um with meditation and Mm. and getting to know yourself is like when you're in a depressed state or you have a lot of anxiety your libido sucks right it it's it's no good but once you're able to focus on yourself that's going to be another benefit that you see you see that you are worthy of love Mm -hmm. and attention and pleasure Mm -hmm. all those certain things and so then you're able to open up and have a more intimate relationship with your partner benefits of of meditating and being I don't want to say in control of your emotions, but being aware of your emotions, it really plays off on the whole family dynamic. Mm -hmm. I know when I am irritated and when I am stressed out, my kids pick up on that and they may not understand it, but they're also irritated and they're also stressed out. Mm -hmm. Like they're little sponges, right? And they can pick up on everything so I think that's like, that's a nice residual um, benefit of meditation. If mm-hmm. you find that your, your kids are little hellions or whatever you want to call them, focus on yourself right. and see what changes happen in them just by being in that calmer presence. I could definitely yeah. see that. Like, you know, we talk a lot about like kids mirroring your actions Mm -hmm. too. So likely if they're seeing you going into that space, then they're probably thinking like, hmm, maybe I should sit with myself. Like, you know, and kids meditate and we don't even really know that they're doing it, right? They're kind of sitting in silence and like looking around and just kind of focusing on just, or not focusing on just being outside or sitting in like they're feeling the breeze or whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. and I remember being a kid and looking at the clouds yeah zoning out and looking at the clouds and just enjoying myself but yeah I feel like if you did it more and you kind of showed that in your family then yeah I feel like their behavior would definitely probably improve I'm Mm -hmm. sure yeah yeah. oh oh, definitely right along with anything else like mm-hmm. so last week um we took away screen privileges until the basement got cleaned and mm. they weren't very interested in you know the first day or whatever they complained about not having screens mm-hmm. um but at the same time they were not that motivated to clean the basement it took a good full week for that basement to be cleaned but what i noticed throughout that week especially towards the end of the week their behavior really changed because they were not glued to the screens they were calmer they were getting together better getting along better they were playing their games or like they don't need, I want to say they don't even need toys because they just grab whatever (laughs) Amazon boxes I have and they're cutting them up. Their biggest thing is, mom, where's the tape? Yeah. I need the tape, I need the glue. They're building cat houses and everything else, right? We can learn so much Mm -hmm. from the kids Mm -hmm. that we can apply to ourselves as well, right? 
Well, like when we're binging, when we're binging Netflix or, you know, we're getting into a really good book, mm-hmm. how does your behavior change oh, with gosh, yeah. the people in your house, right? Like yeah. I almost get annoyed. Like I'm reading like a really good book or something like that, like mm. a fiction. And I'm like in this new world. Zone. Yeah, I'm totally zoned out. And mm-hmm. then my kids want something and I'm like, <sighs> right? Get I feel like a cat yeah kissing at them right but we learned we learned so much like if we are totally occupy ourselves or or obsessed about something Mm -hmm. then everything else irritates us same thing um same thing with like you always hear about manifestation right Mm -hmm. but you can manifest anything that you want so so put it out into the universe you put it out into the universe mm-hmm. that you're going to manifest something, yep. right? Maybe you're manifesting a new house or something mm-hmm. like that, but you get, you almost get obsessed about it, right? And you, you want it to be so specific. Mm-hmm. And if anything doesn't go your way, you're really irritated about it. Mm-hmm. Instead of viewing manifestation more like this is, you know, the end goal, this is how I want to feel. Mm -hmm. at this end goal and these are the things that I think are going to help me get there but I'm open Mm -hmm. to other opportunities that will still help me so instead of manifesting like a specific I'm gonna have Christian Louboutins by next December um (laughs) that are red (laughs) Um, (laughs) instead of doing that you're instead saying like I am going to be happy like you know what I mean like or I want happiness or I want like a you know like more broader yeah so to be a little bit more broader so one of my goals or one of the things that I'd love to manifest is to be able to reach more people and to help more people um on I don't want to say global but let's say provincial level or through the country I'd like to be able to reach more Canadians and Mm -hmm. and share my story and help guide people to be able to help themselves Mm -hmm. um so you know I could get really specific about that and say that I want to do that by say opening up a huge meditation space or like a retreat center and that I'm not going to be happy until I have this retreat center that all these people can come to right instead of just opening it up and and being open to opportunities like you guys reaching out to me and say hey do you want to be on the podcast sure that sounds fun or we have we have listeners in brazil isn't that fun and uh, sometimes like bigger opportunities will happen if you open yourself Mm-hmm. Yeah. up that way and not be I don't want to say narrow-minded but not have the blinders on yeah right? sometimes like, we can have those blinders on and we don't see everything else that's the opportunities on. around us we're missing them mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like I find myself like I'm I'm pretty open-minded to most things like I'm down to try anything if it comes up like sure let's do it but I'm also like for me me now after having a child I'm just like well her needs come first and like lots of parents are that way. So like, I always get on the back burner. So like, even like for self-care, I'm like, honestly, like just like, she's just turned two and I'm just like, okay, like I can go read a book now. Mm -hmm. 
it's okay. I still do it after she goes to bed. And like when she's not going to sleep, I'm just like, oh, I just wanted to read my book. And now I'm mad. I can't read my book because it's been another hour because you're not sleeping. Like, so like maybe I have to change my ways of like, okay, I can't schedule my self-care time. <laughs> like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's really hard to be on a schedule, right? So like sometimes, um, there's some people very disciplined at waking up like an hour or two before the kids. And that's kind of when they get their time in. And if that works for you, awesome. Other people, you know, they have to fit it through nap time. Mm-hmm. Or then once the naps go away, you really feel hooped about yeah, how, how, to, how to get that through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you are, if you do have a partner at home, then really kind of voicing to them that you need to have that time. So Mm -hmm. maybe you want a half an hour or an hour to read and you're saying, I need you to take over Mm -hmm. so that I can have this half an hour, whether that's reading or meditating or whatever it is. But I think it's, it's a, it's a huge priority Mm -hmm. um, that needs to be done because being the one that gets up in the middle of the night because they're breastfeeding still or they need their bottles or you know you're letting your husband sleep because he gets up at six in the morning and you want him to be rested so he doesn't get into an accident right Right. yeah Mm -hmm. right We, we we do so much for for our families whether it's for our husbands or for our kids um that we do, we do, we put ourselves way low on that priority list. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when you're trying to grow something. So even when I was um, growing my my business on, mm-hmm. um, in town and everything. So trying to schedule, say, meditation classes or workshops and stuff. All those things need to be scheduled generally on evenings or weekends. Mm -hmm. And then there's the guilty feeling that you have that you're taking that time away from your family when you should be spending time with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it gets to the point where you're you're like, well, but I haven't even done any self-care yet, Mm -hmm. right? So you're kind of, you end up spending your self-care time on the business or whatever it is. And you're like, but I haven't even, when's the last time I met up with my friends for a coffee or anything? And so like I, that balance word, Mm -hmm. like I think balance is uh, very important in trying to figure out what that looks like for you or understanding so we talked about hormones right Mm -hmm. ebbing and flowing but understanding that even throughout the year or throughout the month there are going to be times where you know you're sacrificing but other times where you can really kind of cash in Mm -hmm. right so summertime you know I'm going to have less alone time because the kids are home, but I get to cash in on that family time. Mm -hmm. I'm Mm -hmm. able to cash in on doing lots of fun things. So maybe, you know, I focus on work while the kids are at school. And this is actually the first year that I get to do that because my youngest is in kindergarten now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I really, I really like that though. Like that, like, people feel so guilty about Mm -hmm. like because like 
I work and then so my daughter goes to childcare. So then when she comes home, I feel like I need to like give her all my attention because I've missed it throughout the day. Right. Mm -hmm. But then like, even like to get other stuff done, like, sorry, I still have to do laundry. I still have to do this. So then like that self-care gets put aside. So then you feel guilty, like taking that time even because you're like, well, no, these things need to be priority. Mm -hmm. So like just having that, like, okay, like I like that, that you can cash in, like, okay, I, maybe I do take that one day to do the laundry and just, or just play and focus on that. But then like maybe another day, maybe it is a month away, but I can focus on my self-care for like an hour. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like cash in. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I can cash in. Uh, like another thing that uh, I, we used to do um, and we would still do it, but with, again, the C word out there, um, date nights, mm. right? Like, even if it's, <laughs> even if it's once a month or yeah. whatever it is. So um, summertime, we're both golfers. So nice in the summertime it looks a little bit different because he golfs on men's night and then I golf on ladies mm. night so we don't get golfing together too much but now the kids are getting older and they kind of like golfing too so we can do some family things but for us to do one-on-one uh, -on -one date nights doesn't really happen in the summertime but in the wintertime we started um well, when there was a curling rink, we were curling, uh, but now we are bowling. Mm -hmm. So once a week, you know, we have a standing babysitter and we get to go out and bowl. Like, of course, we're with our friends or whatever, but it's still, mm -hmm. it's that chance to get out and to have adult conversation right. and kind of just making it a priority, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think parents right now are forgetting that babysitters are still allowed to come over and you can still go and do something for mm -hmm. yourself. Like I, I'm one like that because I'm like, well, I have nowhere to go, so I don't need a babysitter. Right. 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 But like, I, I can still plan something and go mm -hmm. away. It's still allowed. So yeah, like the restaurants are open now, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. you can, um, you can go have dinner with your spouse or mm -hmm. go for actually the bars are open you can go yeah. for a drink if you yeah. want to yeah. too right like you can yeah I think scheduling self-care I think scheduling self-care is super important like that's kind of how I do it like I will schedule it we have a calendar on our countertop and I'll like put all my stuff on the calendar so it's like you know well in advance that I am not partaking in like supper tonight um, because I'm not going to be here. <laughs> like, you know, so I've been better at that, but I think scheduling it and making it like an actual like thing in your calendar where it's that priority for yourself to be like, okay, you've got our kid today because I'm, I got to go for two hours. Like, please do that. But I, I know like a lot of moms just take that responsibility and that on themselves like they don't leave their husband but then it's no problem when their husband wants to go out for a beer with their friend and nobody considers like that's their self-care being in the exactly. garage being in the garage tinkering on the truck for three hours is their self-care like mm -hmm. you know installing that sound system that they just spent a grand on is self-care like you know <laughs> and so then I I always look at those things I'm like what about me yeah. Like, what about me? I don't buy a thousand dollar sound system for my razor. Like I'm going to go get some Christian Louboutins. 
I don't own a pair of those. Like I wish I could own a pair of those, but I don't even know that I'd have anywhere to wear them because we have eight months of winter here. So <laughs> it's just a pipe. But Allie, like, don't you notice that, you know, if you were to schedule that self-care, like they, they want, like your yeah. spouse wants you to schedule that yeah. self-care. Yeah, they totally. know that when you get that time, that you are feeling so much better and that the house you know what is it happy wife happy life life. it's true they know that it's true they they know that and so a lot of times I think we just we put that guilt on ourselves Mm -hmm. yes um, we forget it, that they want to and, and we, we yeah. assume we we make a lot of assumptions right I think we're bad at yeah. that yeah at making <laughs> yeah. those assumptions um but if you actually open up and have a conversation they want you to go yeah. um and do things and, and it's just that we need to be a little creative about it because by the time we can go and do something it's usually in the evenings mm-hmm. and right now with like you said with nothing being open right now, what does that look like? Yeah. Right. Um, so just, just having to be a little creative there mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there's, there's so much to like taking care of yourself, being with yourself and like realizing that that person is most important is like you. Um, yeah. That's really hard for people to, get to that place I think to even have a conversation where they get to notice that I think is difficult I I think a lot of people don't know where to start to like to me like I've I know about meditation I know how good self-care is but like I can't start right like where like how to like jump that gun and just do it and get into it like how did you get into it Kristen seriously it was in the bathroom that's that's how I got into it and and just making it a priority like it sounds like the you know the most cliche thing to say but you have to you have to make it a priority and Mm -hmm. like Ellie said if you have to schedule it Mm -hmm. that at 7 30 or at 8 30 every night you're going downstairs for 20 minutes and it doesn't matter if the baby's being colicky or whatever's happening you are checking out Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm that time even if it's only for 10 minutes just to go relax and same thing Ali you said scheduling self-care is so important and you said you know you went to that that one meditation class and Mm -hmm. you know it was an hour and a half longer however it was um, but you were able to you were able to get into that nice relaxed Mm -hmm. space but because in that space you didn't have the other distractions no that's where yeah, I prefer because removing you myself. Made it yeah. A priority. Yeah. You made it a priority. I definitely right? prefer removing myself to like go to things like that. Like when the yoga studio was open, I was going and doing yoga, which I really enjoy. I'm not very flexible, but I really mm-hmm. like it more than anything for the feeling I get while I'm there. Like mm-hmm. it's less to me like I'm getting a sweet workout or I'm like I am working on my flexibility or lack thereof, I guess I can't like, I'm just not flexible, but I think for more than anything, it was like getting myself out of the house into like just a nice environment for an hour 
made me feel so good about myself, even though the thing that I was there doing, I'm not like the greatest at. Mm. Like that was never like, it wasn't ever like, I'm going to be a yogi master. It was like, I just like this environment and it's like giving me peace being there. And then I get home and I'm like happy. I just want to like, you know, like it just felt different. And so then when like the C word happened and everything closed again, I was like, well, bummer. Like I was doing that probably like three or four times a week. So, you know, it, it that made me hurt for yeah. sure. Like, oh, oh to- totally. Yeah. I remember, I remember the first time even that I went for a Reiki session and I bawled. I cried on that Reiki table because I was actually doing something for me. And the emotions of me actually loving me, right? Yep. It was, it was very overwhelming, but the same idea, or even you're going to laugh at this, but you were talking about yoga. I can't remember. It was a couple of years ago. Um, I, because the youngest, she was finally able to go into the kids' room. Mm-hmm. I signed up for one of Patty's classes. And I know you guys have had her on here before. Um, but going to Patty's classes and like doing lunges and squats, and I'm so exhausted, mm-hmm. but I'm crying. Like I looked weird. I'm crying mm-hmm. doing these squats and these mm-hmm. lunges, not because it hurts, mm-hmm. it does, but because <laughs> I actually made myself a priority mm-hmm. and there's Making so much emotional. emotion there. I know <laughs> there's, so, there's so much emotion like there's so much heart there and there's mm-hmm. so much emotion there when you actually take the time and make yourself a priority yeah. whether that's talking with a girlfriend whether that's booking a massage whether that's you know going to see a Reiki practitioner mm-hmm. or something like that and there's some things that you can do and you don't need to be in person. Yeah. Thank you for being yeah. here. And Thank you so much. Yeah. It's really eye-opening because I, I don't know anything about meditation. So I think it's... Okay. So, so maybe before we end, I Ooh. should guide you to some resources. Yes. yes. Okay. Please. So if you are looking to get into meditation, a really good app is called Insight Timer. Um, and they have free guided meditations. They have just like a timer where you can have some ambient sounds in the background. You can have gongs in there, whatever you want. But basically, you know, if you were just going to repeat a mantra, mm-hmm. like so hum or whatever mantra you want to say, you can do that over a course of 10 minutes or whatever. And you just have to play it and do that. Um, you can do that. You can go to my YouTube channel. I have an I am Om YouTube channel. And every week I am posting a 10 minute mantra meditation. I'm actually following Deepak's new book called Total Meditation. And um, in the back of the book, he has 52 Sanskrit mantras. So every week I'm recording just a short 10 minute meditation. So you can do that and join that. Um, I also do Oracle cards. So I do like a weekly forecast every week too. So there's some fun stuff in there. 
Um, I would also sign up for like Deepak and Oprah's mm. 21 day experiences mm. because they put three or four of them out a year. And those are really, they're really nice to kind of get into. Um, another guy to look up is David G. He, if you go to, he, he's probably on Spotify, but I'm on YouTube music and I'm on um Apple Music. And if you look up, he has 40 day transformational meditation albums. Mm -hmm. He was actually he actually worked with Deepak. And he was the first guy that did the 21 day experiences. And then he kind of branched off on his own. And now he does 40 day transformations. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, so David G, he's a cool guy to look into. Uh, Jack Cornfield is another guy. Um, there's so many different resources out 40, there. 40 days, like that'll create a habit. Mm -hmm. that's, exactly. That's awesome. That, that's kind of the point. And he has a, David G has a really deep, like radio voice. Nice. He, he looks like, it's really funny because um, the most of the people and the resources are all in this area in like California it's like California is kind of like this the hub this yeah. center this vortex of meditation yeah um instructors and mentors I guess um but yeah Deepak or not Deepak uh David G he has a book and it's called The Secrets of Meditation. So that's a really good book. I actually, I have the book, but I listened to it on Audible. Um, and he actually reads it. So you get to hear his voice in there too. But he goes through a number of different of styles of meditation in there as well. So you can figure, find something that uh, works for you. Audio for sure. Awesome. Audio books seem like they would be popular and then that's something that you can listen to while doing other things too yes mm -hmm. yeah like I listened to that book while I was um driving like I oh, had yeah. to I have a 12-hour road trip so that's what I listened to that's cool and uh of course I didn't do the meditations while I was driving <laughs> that's good <laughs> <Glad> <laughs> to hear. if anyone listening is planning on doing that pull over <laughs> yeah find a nice grassy area yeah, yeah oh, exactly yeah. so and then you can find me on Facebook and Instagram um I have a free Facebook group too that I post some stuff in and things awesome. like that so thank you yeah, yes, I'll, thank you yeah I'll make sure to link your pages um I'll find them all and link them when we post this so for all everyone listening you can find them attached to this mm -hmm. post <laughs> Thank you Sounds so good. much. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. We'll see Thanks you again soon. Me. You betcha. Bye. Bye.